Get you to the ball game on time. And here's the pitch. It's Matt Wyatt with all the good stuff you need to know. It is Reaction Monday. Welcome into the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go! With the home team, they are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance all across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your Farm Bureau Insurance agent. How do you do on this Monday? It is a Reaction Monday, and we are starting the show today. We're going to pour one out for the Seminoles. Pouring one out for What in the world do you have to do? to make the college football playoff. Well, all you got to do is go 13-0 and and win your conference. Nope. That ain't going to cut it. Not if Alabama's in the running. <laughs> you wearing the wrong colors if it ain't crimson. Okay, and pay no attention to the fact that Alabama just handled Georgia in a championship game. Okay, pay no attention to that. All right, so uh, Florida State didn't get in. Alabama did. I had someone who coaches football. I'm not going to name him. I may call him later. But I had someone who coaches football look me in the eye yesterday and say to me that if any other team out there had the same resume beside their name, but their name was something other than Alabama, they would not have been put in the fourth spot. Had somebody tell me that. Now, here's the deal, y'all. I come into this show today on this Reaction Monday, um, and, and i got to give you some context, context, context of where I am in my head. Okay? Number one. We had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful family weekend uh, kind of surrounded, surrounding Mary Liddy, who was Clara in the Nutcracker for Tupelo Ballet this weekend. And so lots of practices and dress rehearsals and then performances and those kinds of things. And so getting to watch her do her thing, that was great. But what it meant was that I spent a lot of time away from the television. And even the SEC title game, I did get to see a good bit of it, but not all of it, okay? Not every single snap. Okay, so that's... That's viewing habits for me were a little bit off. I didn't watch every snap of, of every game. <laughs> uh, I missed a few. So some of it was, you know, tracking it on a box score or whatever. Going back, watch a highlight. Just a few of those. But I did get to see a good bit of it. So there, there's that. But here's the other thing. I come into today, I have not been able to really fully make up my mind. I am open to persuasion down one path or the other. I'm open to it. I realize this is sort of the inverse of every other radio show, sports radio show in the world. All the other ones do this. This is this is the makeup of those other shows. The host has his mind made up <laughs> and really strong opinions and is going to stand on the hill and die on it and will spend two hours trying to convince you to agree with him. Okay? What I'm telling you is, I'm being I'm the honest oddball here. I'm open to persuasion because I hadn't been able to make my mind up because I can straddle the fence and easily want to lean one way or the other. I can go, 
it's Alabama. You're the SEC. How are you going to tell the SEC champion that they can't be in the playoff? I don't care if it's two teams, let alone four. How are you going to tell the SEC champion they can't be in it? When, in fact, their only loss was out of conference to a team that is in the playoff. I get it. That's Alabama. Okay? The other one is this. On the other side, how are you going to not put Florida State in? They went undefeated. They they went undefeated, including games after they lost their starting quarterback. When the Florida State coach, Mike Norvell, says, does the season matter? Should we even play the season? If this is what we're going to do? I can totally agree with that guy. I can absolutely 100% see where he's coming from. Should we tell he's going, should I tell all my starters to rest every game that we get a lead because they have to be healthy for us to get chosen into the playoff? Like, what do I do? <laughs> I can see it both ways. I am totally up for open to you maybe persuading me one way or the other because honestly, look, I'm to a fault. I'm never going to walk in a room with you and be the guy who has already convinced himself that he's the smartest guy in the room. I've actually convinced myself I'm not. <laughs> okay, so I'm willing to listen to some of you <laughs> who I know are smarter than me. <clears throat> so get it on in here. I, I need some help on this. So that is obviously a major story. And everybody's still, and, and that's sort of the, the echo chamber deal, but it affects all of us. And how can you, you get out of the playoff, you got a Florida State, they go through an ACC schedule. We've always been told they're a Power Five conference. They go undefeated. One day, and they're not in. They are not in. Who are they going to play? Georgia? In the Constellation Bowl? Imagine that. <laughs> Seriously. Okay, and then it is also Transfer Portal Monday. I don't know. I don't know why it's Transfer Portal Monday. Because guys have been getting in the portal every day, it seems like, up until now. Why is today all of a sudden some big day? Really? I mean, explain that to me. That's stupid. Regardless, here it is. They're jumping in the portal right and left. Quarterbacks all over the place. And I got the whole list right here in front of me being updated by the minute. Anytime a new quarterback jumps in, splash. Got a new quarterback in the pool. (laughs) It updates it. I got it right here in front of me. Names that starters. Established starters. It's their job. Ain't nobody going to beat out these guys at their current school, but they are in the portal. Why? They're pulling that lever. It's an automatic slot machine. Just pull that lever. Hey, I'm, I, I spent all the money y'all gave me last year. Okay, I need another million dollars. Well, we're not giving you another million dollars. All right, I'll see you later. <laughs> I'm in the portal. Cha-ching. So we got that going on, too. So, without further ado. Now, a lot of people use that as a crutch phrase. I know I do, too. I don't know what it means, and I don't know what language it is. Is that French? It's got to be something like that. Without further ado, I want to talk with the man, the myth, the legend, Beaver, and I'm coming to your comments after that. Hey, Beaver, real quick, how you doing on Monday? Shoot, he's on the phone. Okay, let's see. How many we got? One, two, and we got another one. All right, he's on the phone. We'll get up with him in a minute. Beaver's on the phone. Here lately, I've had a habit of coming to Beaver whenever he's on the 
telephone. <laughs> it's not his fault. It's mine. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll do this. Um, I'm going to, I, I want to start off with the very first comment I got today, and then I'm coming straight to the phone line. And then after the phone calls, I'm going to come also to your comments on the country, please, and text line, Bill and PT for MSU, Tim, Patrick, all y'all, as my man Neil Price would say. Uh, Sven on the Murray West live thread on YouTube says, Hail State, everyone. He says, what I witnessed yesterday was a crime. How can someone think a 13-0 ACC champion does not deserve to be in the playoff? And Bama got in from eight straight up to four. It got in from the ranked eighth up to four. He says winning should matter. So Bama was ranked eighth and beat Georgia. And now the number four. That's Sven for you. All right, over to the phone line, the Divinity Equipment phone line. Uh, and let's keep him. You got plenty of time to make your point and everything you want to do. Just keep in mind there are others hanging on the phone, too. So, first up, Jimmy on line one. Thanks for calling, Jimmy. What's up? Hey, Matt. How you doing? Doing hey, great. Look, um, uh, if I was Mississippi State, I would look at uh, Gabriel or McCord from Ohio State or the Oklahoma quarterback, see if I could talk him into <laughs> Coming to Mississippi State. Yeah, well, but, it's more um, than. Hey, Alabama. Jimmy, hold on. It's more than talk yep. them into it. Um, the coach at Nebraska confirmed that these top quarterbacks in the portal are demanding a minimum of million dollars each, and so you got to outbid people for them. It's not about talking them into it. You got to cha-ching them into it. All right, all right. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, Alabama took down. Uh, Georgia, who was undefeated after 20-something uh, games. Um, I watched the uh, Florida State-Louisville game. Did it you? was awful. I didn't get to it see was, it. It uh, was no. terrible. The quarterbacks uh, were terrible, <laughs> and I was surprised Louisville didn't win the game. Uh, but my point is we've, we're left with Michigan, Alabama, for, I mean, and uh, uh, Washington and uh, Texas. Do you see a rematch coming with Texas and Alabama yep, possibly? In absolutely, the, uh, I do. As a matter of fact, Jimmy, I think it's a lock. Now, I'm not a betting man. I certainly wouldn't advise that because uh, I've had other times I thought things were lock and it didn't happen. So there's your there's your preface. But I will tell you, real sure quick, real like quick, to last me. point: Texas or Alabama? Who do you think would win in the rematch? Alabama? Alabama will beat them if they play them again. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Jimmy. Appreciate the phone call. Johnny Reb on line two of the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. They are the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S., in fact. So that means Divinity has been doing it better longer than anyone else right here at home at Divinity. Johnny Reb on line two. What's up, Johnny? Hey, Matt. Um, just wanted to get your opinion on something. I saw a list the other day of all the criteria that the committee is able to look at in making their their final choices <clears throat> and of course strength of schedule is one of them okay and if i remember right i think they said florida state had the 55th ranked or was ranked 55th in strength of schedule okay so there's a couple of things working there that i would like to get your thoughts on first of all you know the coach and the team don't make the schedule right um yet they're yet that's being they're kind of being scored against that and your opponents are affecting your strength of schedule sure. for the rest of the season after you play them because <laughs> who they who they go on and beat or lose to right. affects you know retroactively 
your strength of schedule. Yeah. So, you know, how does all that work? Because the ACC is never going to have a strength of schedule that the SEC does. Yeah, it's almost like, um, okay, Johnny Rev, here's some here's some big broad answer. But there's there's for a conference like the ACC, it's almost like there is some sort of some math equation, okay, that fits into this algorithm that they use for strength of schedule, where collectively as a conference, maybe they would be better off if you know across the board, more ACC teams scheduling super duper non-conference games, um, and I'm trying yeah. to for example, Johnny Rev, help me here. If we just off the top of our head tried to figure out ACC teams that play against SEC teams in the regular season, I could start with, okay, Clemson gets South Carolina, Florida State gets Florida, um, Georgia Tech gets Georgia. Um, but our, but as far as any others, I mean, there are teams like that are on all these schedules from the ACC, Boston College, Virginia Tech, Syracuse, Duke, um, well, Louisville plays Kentucky, but there are others who could probably help the overall status of the conference if they were all scheduling heavy non-conference games. But again, I'm not smart enough to figure out if that's even the answer. Does that does any of that make sense to you? Yeah, it absolutely. But I was just thinking how the the, the press releases from from Florida from the Florida State coach and the, the the president or chancellor or whatever, you know, they were just irate. But you, you had to know coming into the season who you play yeah. and how that's likely to affect your strength of schedule and that sure. that is – it's not like the criteria is secret. It's out mm-hmm. there. That's right. That's right. You know, and then after – when did, do you happen to remember, Johnny, when Jordan Travis, their quarterback, got hurt, what game that was in? I don't remember. I, I do not. Yeah, I don't either. I just know that late in the year, like, you know, they, they kind of struggled with Florida but beat them. Uh, they had a close win over Miami. Um, but still, I mean, you know, as far that's it. The team itself can't help who they schedule. And this is a Florida State team that began the year by throttling LSU, right? Like the first game of the year just throttled them. And here's the thing that here is probably the biggest issue I have with the committee before I even get into the specific picks like Alabama this year. You know what it is, Johnny? It's the fact that. This Florida State team absolutely throttled, put up 45 points, and almost doubled up LSU in the first game. That was the first game of the year. If Florida State had done it in the final game of the year, they'd be in a playoff right now. They'd be in there right yeah. now. Because there's this recency bias for, for late games, and that's the other part of the scheduling thing they can't control. You know, like, if you're... If you're at Florida State, well, you're going to play Florida in the final regular season game. You can't schedule LSU late. It's, it's not you don't have that ability. And the committee values late games better than they value early ones, which stinks to me. But it is what it is. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it's an interesting process. Yeah, sure. <laughs> interesting is right. I'm glad it's the last year of it myself. Thanks, Johnny. Appreciate the phone Thanks. call. Yeah, I mean, you know, so for Florida State. They beat LSU out of the gates 45-24. Put up 66 on Southern Miss week two. Back-to-back road wins at Boston College and Clemson. They only beat Clemson by a touchdown, but hey, whatever. Whip 
Virginia Tech, Syracuse, and Duke, one, two, three at home. Back-to-back road wins at Wake Forest and Pitt and dominated both those games. Then they get a seven-point home win over Miami. Big old, you know, bye game late in the year. They beat North Alabama, UNA, put up 58 on them. Uh, Beat Florida by nine without Jordan Travis in the swamp. And then, of course, um, a 16-6 win over Louisville in the ACC championship game. And it leads you to wonder, okay, if Florida State had scored 40 points and beat them 40-6, do they pick this thing differently? You know, again, I don't know, but here's another question I have to ask you. We've always heard them say they're going to put the four best teams in there. They're going to put the four best teams in there. And that, you know, every year debate, is that different than the four most deserving teams? Because the picks sort of look that way at times. Sometimes it does. And again, the reason I came into the show almost straddling the fence is because I can't look at Alabama and say they aren't deserving. They went on, They didn't lose an SEC game, including a championship game against number one Georgia. They did get better and better and better. And, truthfully, to the eye test, Jalen Milrow, in the second half of the year, has become what he can be, and in the early part of the year when they played Texas, he wasn't there yet. And if Alabama plays Texas now, it's a whole different scenario for the Texas defense in terms of how they got to defend Alabama versus what it was the first time. Everybody would agree with that. You know, what it boils down to is you got four spots, you got to put four teams in, it's a tough deal, but I just don't know how going undefeated in the ACC isn't good enough. That's me. That's me. I'm, I'm, I'm also just cynical enough, just cynical enough to entertain the thought that there were some people, okay, who get paid lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of money dependent upon how many people watch these games on TV that knew for certain, 100% sure, that Alabama versus Michigan will blow TVs up. There'll be so many people watching it. And oh, by the way, (laughs) Florida State and Michigan might not. Uh, as the kids say, I'm not saying, I'm just saying. All right, here we go. Country pleasing text line, country pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves all around the southeast. We are just getting started, started and I'm really glad <laughs> because I have a long way to go. The first text I got today was roll tide from nobody. From an unnamed <laughs> text where it just said roll tide. That's all it said. Ironically, the same person texted... Uh, the radio station, it looks like during Jake's show back in September, and said this, the NIL has been the downfall of Saban. (laughs) So the same person that said, roll tide to me today, back in September, texted and said, the NIL is downfall of Saban. Uh, Steven texts the show and says, Matt, was Florida State not getting into the playoffs an Alabama thing or an SEC thing? 
says if State or Ole Miss were in Alabama's position, they would be, Florida State would be in. You know, I, well, he's asking, would they? And there's no question Florida State would be. Stephen, I believe this. Yes, it's an SEC thing, but it's also an Alabama Nick Saban thing. And and really, we're supposed to judge it on this year and this year alone. But in terms of sort of that 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 reputation, Alabama and Saban have earned it. They have. They've earned it on the field, wins and losses over the long haul. But like I said, somebody who knows football <laughs> said to me yesterday, Matt, same scenario. Some team beats Georgia, who was undefeated. Some team was ranked eighth, had one loss, upset Georgia in the championship game. Same exact resume, same wins and losses. But if the name beside it wasn't Alabama and it was Auburn, or it was Tennessee, it was, let's say it's Florida, they're not putting them in. But because the name beside that resume is Alabama, they put them in. I'm just reporting to you what some people out there are saying, whether you believe that or not. I'm nowhere near being convinced one way or the other. Y'all are getting me started here. I appreciate the phone calls. More of your comments, your texts coming up. <laughs> what, a, what an interesting reaction Monday. Ain't got a thing to do with Mississippi State yet. <laughs> and I got more texts and comments and phone calls that I can shake a stick at. It's a good start to the show, and we will pick it up right after this. Stick around. Long way to go. And a short time to get there. Hat tip Jerry Reed. Welcome into the studio, the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. White Denzel, Texas show says, question of the day, Matt. Will a top, will a team drop from four to twelve next year in the twelve team playoff? If they have what happened to FSU happened to them. Yeah. So no. I mean, but but was it four to twelve? Is that what they Drop? Sure. No, they went from four to five, right? Yes, yeah, so they went. But the deal is, Texas, with one loss, jumped up four spots by beating the out of Oklahoma State, and Alabama jumped up four spots by beating Georgia. Georgia drops five spots from one down to six by the loss to Alabama. Who was eight? <laughs> Y'all, listen. Listen, 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 listen. Okay, eight played one. What? Right, Texas was seven. And they played Oklahoma State, who was whatever they were. You know, Michigan beat Ohio State. Ohio State finishes at number seven. They just drop one spot. I, I'll just, again, without breaking it down and, and ciphering through every digit 
and who jumped up how many spots and who fell how many spots and how much that movement accumulates. This is one thing that looks pretty clear to me. On the surface, they're going to give you certain scenarios. Y'all, and this is not, I'm not standing here knocking Alabama for being Alabama and having the reputation that they have and the coach that they have and the players they have and the following that they have and the audience that they have and drive and the TV rating that a game between them and Michigan will drive. I'm not, it's not Alabama's fault. I'm not knocking them. But I'm saying you can't look at this movement. Alabama wins one game, goes up four spots. Texas wins one against somebody way down there, goes up the same number of spots. Explain that to me. What was Oklahoma State ranked before Texas played them? They were ranked 18th. And by losing to Texas, they dropped two spots. But Texas, by beating them, goes up four. (laughs) Explain that. So, see, that's it. You cannot explain it with numbers. But I can say this. Again, I know there are other teams involved in this thing. But prior to the weekend, according to these numbers right here, Texas was 7th, Alabama was 8th. Alabama beat the number 1 team in the country. Texas beat the number 18 team in the country. They both went up the same number of spots. And, and, and they both went up the same number of spots. They both were in the same exact position with one loss. The difference was Alabama had a loss to the other one, to Texas. Texas had a loss to Oklahoma. So, Oklahoma, so Texas beat a worse team, went up the same number of spots to stay one spot magically in front of Alabama so as to avoid Alabama and Texas meeting each other in the first round of the playoffs. We might want to have this thing where we get a shot at Alabama and Texas in the final. Y'all, look, it's entertainment. There is no rhyme or reason to it. That right there shows you it's entertainment. It is not rhyme and reason and logic and math. It ain't just that. It's not. All those things are just tools to manipulate, to support the entertainment. And what they did is with an injury to Jordan Travis at Florida State and they squeaked by Louisville in the title game, they don't care they went undefeated, putting Florida State in, leaving somebody like Alabama out or whoever, would hurt the television product. Do you hear what I'm saying? It would hurt the TV ratings. It would hurt the overall buzz as compared to what they got now. I will not be convinced otherwise. And you put it in the hands of the committee. They're saying we're going to pick the four best teams, and they can manipulate it and control it however they want to. The end. But let's see what you have to say about it. Uh, PT for MSU said, someone told me, if you're the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room. (laughs) Meaning you need to always be in a position to learn something new. I 100% agree with that. Uh, Bill Texas Show says, Matt, Florida State went undefeated against who? They have the number 55 strength of schedule in the country. Don't tell me about beating Louisville in the conference championship game because they were even worse. He says, I hate it for Florida State, but my heart, and my heart goes out to them, but 
they are not one of the four best teams in the country. And so if we say four best, that is a big broad term. Who decides what is the best and what isn't? And then you're not saying most deserving. Okay, and that's why I came in here straight on the fence going Mike Norvell of Florida State says, isn't that his name, Mike Norvell? Coach Norvell of Florida State says, does the regular season matter? No. Not that much. You put yourself in a position. Congratulations, FSU. But guess what? Not as many people are going to watch you on TV without your quarterback as will watch Alabama with theirs. So they're in, and you're out. Uh, which points to what J-Rock texted. He said, hey, Matt, there's not a right or fair answer. That's why the 12-team playoff will be a little better. They also say they want the best four teams as an excuse. If that's the case, Georgia would be would begin be in because they are definitely one of the best four teams. Here we go. Does anybody out here debate whether Georgia is one of the best four teams in the country? Let's see if we can find someone who will tell us that Georgia isn't one of the best four teams in the country. Well, we're told best four teams in the country. Okay, convince me that Georgia is not one of the four best teams in the country. Convince me. You can't. Nobody will. Nobody with half a brain will. Because they are. But you know what they aren't? Georgia isn't today an obvious one of the four most deserving teams because they lost to Alabama. So that's why they're out. But more so than that, it's just what I was just saying to you. I am starting to be convinced that it's that it's a recency bias and from a television and entertainment standpoint right now today because they lost to Alabama, Georgia is not one of the most entertaining teams in the country. That's why so, J-Rock, it's not even about the four best teams. It's really about who are the four most entertaining teams? Who are the two most entertaining matchups? Who potentially gives us the best chance for the most entertaining national championship game? And that's why, even though they were right next to each other, Texas and Alabama, one team plays the number 18 team, the other team plays the number one team. And they both move up the same number of spots so they don't meet each other in the semifinals. They have a chance to meet each other in the finals. I'm not saying they will, but there's a chance of that. I know, by the way, we for sure, by moving Alabama up the same number of spots as, as Texas, can make sure that it's Alabama-Michigan in round one. Can, y'all cannot imagine how far behind I am right now. On all your messages. Um, I've, I've got to do better. Nick Texas Show says, when Georgia boat races Florida State, the committee will be proven correct. A lot of people think that. Coffee Norman says, um, he he's talking basketball. He says, the what will be quad four loss to Southern in basketball was historically bad, and honestly, this state team is now in trouble. Uh, Jan said, last season's one and seven start pales in comparison to what this team is now facing. 
What is going on? I don't know. I, I do not know at this point. I didn't get to watch them. Rebel Greg said that he thinks they had Bama ranked too low the whole season and had Florida State ranked too high the whole season. Kenny Don't Call Me Ken says they had to put in the SEC champion with one loss, especially when they beat the sitting number one. I, I think that's so true, Kenny. They had no choice but to put Alabama in. But, 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 but. <laughs> he say no choice. But, but, I mean, they had no choice theoretically, but technically they did have a choice. MSU 1980 says, Happy Monday. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. My wife, who is a Bama grad, was so happy when they got in. He said it would not have been a good afternoon in the house if they got left out. Do you think that for the committee's sake and their own skin, do you think it's better for them to just put up with the wrath of Florida State than to dabble in the wrath of Alabama? Hey, it's just a question. Zach texts and said there was no way they were going to leave out Alabama after beating Georgia. And with Jordan Travis being hurt, committee scapegoat got it the easiest way to get Bama in, they said. CB95 said FSU is the snub school of the century. It started with Deion Sanders taking their best player, Travis Hunter. Yeah, he was committed to them, right? That's right. What about Michigan? Y'all, y'all good with them? Number one? I'm going to go try to go warp speed on some of your texts and some of your messages on the uh, Murray West live thread all coming up. I'm Matt. Stick around. Look, it's it's just very, very polarizing. I mean, there's no way to, you know, if you're open to reasoning, data, and you know, kind of trying, you're open to trying to figure out, you know, truth and what's fair. There's just really no way to come down on one side or the other of this thing. And that's what I think. It's really hard to. And that's why it's confusing for sports fans, for us, because if you think about it, every other sport in the world has a clear, clear-cut, very sharply defined way of getting into postseason slots and chasing championships, whether it's Major League Baseball in their playoff format, the playoffs in football, the playoff high school football, a coach can sit down and tell his players exactly what they need to do from a wins and losses standpoint to then garner themselves a chance to play for a state championship. And then they're in, and then it's going to be this and that, and you got to play your win your way in. And there high school football is that way. You know, five win teams get in the playoffs in high school football because of the right wins and the and the right losses, frankly. Eight win teams get in the NFL playoffs. And everybody's like, oh well, that's not as good. It devalues the regular season. No. If it, de- if it devalued the regular season in every other sport in the world, then they would be different, but they're not. Because it actually enhances the regular season, and I could argue that. It's, this is the one sport. It's the one. You don't have it in college basketball. You don't have it in college baseball. 
College football is it. It's the one where you just don't have a clearly defined, clear-cut path to the postseason. You don't. It's the way it's designed, and everybody cares about it. Big deal. Whoops, big deal. <clears throat> big billion-dollar industry. And a few people in the room will just pick. Here, you let them go. What about them? They're 13-0. and 0. Ah, quarterback's hurt. Thumbs down. What are you? <laughs> what are you, Caesar? Okay, <clears throat> RLD on the Murray West live thread. Go to murraywest.com. Check out who they are. You can see some of the work that they do. Um, follow them on Instagram if you haven't already. It's at Murray West Official. Contract embroidery company right here in Mississippi. So if you need your logo embroidered on anything, you know, custom apparel, shirts, hats, whatever, uh, other items for team, for business, for your brand, your company, anything like that. That's where you go. And look them up online. MurrayWest.com. M-U-R-R-Y. RLD says, one thing is for sure. Georgia won't be three-peating. <laughs> he says, y'all should just say thank you and roll tight. You know what? I will say thank you for that, RLD, because it would have been bad, boring to watch Georgia go do it again. I'm already bored with it. So, yeah, well, at least we're going to get something different to look at. I'm okay with that. My buddy Chad, y'all check out Frog Level Tackle if you're a fisherman. Just about any kind, you'll be glad you did. Chad says Michigan should have been left out for cheating, and FSU should have been in. I was talking to Chad, and you know what? Nobody talks about that. Apparently. Now, this isn't you and I debating about stealing signals and going to great lengths to do it. This is just saying apparently the powers that be apparently think it's a big deal. Why? They suspended Harbaugh. They wouldn't even let him in the stadium on game day. It's apparently a big deal. Well, did he do it or not? Did they cheat or not? You know what the lesson is? Cheat! Cheat all you want to! That Let's be honest. That kind of has always been the message sent by the powers that be in college football, whether it's the conferences or the NCAA body or now the committee or whoever. The lesson really is this. Go ahead and cheat. All we're going to do is suspend a guy or two, but we're not going to punish the team. Do what you got to do. You, too, can cheat your fannies off and be number one in the final college football playoff poll. Chad's got a great point. Thanks for that comment on the Murray West live thread. <clears throat> Somebody texts, uh, Matt Luke's going to be the new offensive line coach at Clemson. All right, good for him. Bucky from Vicksburg texts the show, says the committee just told us a 10-point loss at home to the Big 12 champ is worth more than a 45-point win over North Alabama. <laughs> That's what they said. That's what they said. Well, let me read you one more thing about who should, shouldn't have been in, and I'll come to uh, a couple of things here. But let me read you this. Um, and, and by the way, no, this is not more transfer portal stuff. You can get plenty of that. It's just a constant stream today on uh, Twitter slash X of so-and-so's entered the transfer portal. This guy's entered. This guy's entered. This quarterback, they're in the transfer portal. 
This comes from uh, friends over in Birmingham, uh, college football nerds. They've compared the BCS formula that they used to use in the BCS days. Remember before the college football playoff? This is the first time in the playoff era where the old BCS formula differed from the college football playoff Final Four. We've had the college football playoff Final Four for 10 years. This is the first time in 10 years where the BCS would have done something different in the Final Four than the college football playoff committee. Here it is. But the silence is because it isn't what you think. The BCS formula, the old BCS formula, would have Bama at three and would have left out, wait for it, Texas in favor of FSU at number four. What do you think about that? By the way, follow them on Twitter if you don't already, at College Football Nerds. All right, over to the phone line, Divinity Equipment phone line, Tide Man on line one. What's up, Tide Man? Good afternoon. Hey. Yeah, I want to tell you what. Um, I don't want to talk too much about the who get who deserve to get in or not because I've been against the, the expansion playoff expansion for the longest time. But I'm, my mind has changed now. Uh, I, I really think that it, it was a bad deal for Florida State. I think Georgia is still as much as I, even though we beat them and controlled that game pretty much. I think they're one of the four best teams in the country still. So I, I think I'm sold on this playoff expansion, finally. But I wanted to talk about it. You know, Matt, when I call in, you know, I'm I'm not one to chirp very much. I, I try to not do that because I know we got enough Bama fans to do that. Um, <laughs> and it can be obnoxious. But I do want to chirp just a little bit this afternoon, if I can, because <laughs> growing up in Atlanta, I tell you, I have, I have as much disdain for Georgia as I do Tennessee, maybe even a little bit more. Right after Auburn, Georgia fans irritate me to death. I mean, that the, they have such an inflated view of themselves and their program. And I gave them all the credit in the world. Back-to-back national championships. I mean, Bama's the only team to do it in the modern era. And it looked like they were going to ride straight on to the third national championship. I really thought they were going to going to beat us. And um, it was just when I saw the playoff selection, and I saw that that Georgia popped up at number six. That made me happier than seeing us get in it because I was. It made me think all that three P talk, all the talk about Kirby Smart is a better coach than Nick Saban and. Georgia's a new dynasty. Bama's dead. <laughs> when I saw Georgia at number six, knew that they weren't going to have a shot at national championship. That's all I needed. And then when I saw that we got in, that was just like Lanyap. <laughs> <laughs> that was Lanyap. That was icing on the cake. It's like, okay, now we, 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 we are back in the hunt for national championship again. It was a great game. Georgia played a great game. You know, I thought they were going to come back and win that thing. But, man, I'm just really, really happy, really, really happy and proud to be an Alabama fan today. And for all the naysayers and all the people who keep wanting to bury Saban and the the Bama dynasty and crown someone else, uh, we're still here, baby. We're still here. (laughs) So, thanks for indulging me. Y'all have a great afternoon. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Tide Man. Thank you. So, 
Michigan 13 and 0 with a win over Ohio State. That's that'd be the big win, right? And they beat Penn State. Shut out Iowa. That's Michigan for you. But the rest of Michigan's schedule, and they got them ranked number one. East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers, Nebraska, Minnesota, Indiana, Michigan State, and they just absolutely, I'm talking about dominated the schedule, Purdue, Maryland. (laughs) They dominated the schedule. Okay, but the regular season, of course, they finished the regular season with a seven a six-point win over Ohio State, 30-24. to 24. Struggled at Maryland the week before. But the first half of their season, actually the first half of their season plus one game was East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers, Nebraska, Minnesota, Indiana. Now they dominated it, <laughs> but heavens... That is weak. But hail to the victors. Numero uno. And stole everybody's signals. (laughs) They probably stole something they didn't even need. Hour two coming up in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around. 